Ever wonder how to get into the hair industry? Or maybe you're just bored with your hair routine and need some tips. Luckily, today I have a hairstylist on and she has all the answers. My whole philosophy on hair is that every hairstyle I do a tutorial on needs to be like five steps or less. So I think finding tutorials that work for your hair type that are a couple steps is honestly the easiest way to not be frustrated and give up. Right, so find the like simple looks and accessorize. And if you're frustrated by the end of your hair, like you're not gonna feel good about it no matter what. You wanna feel good about the process just as much as the end result. From our conversation, you'll learn how to figure out your hair type, tips to get into the industry, and the best products to use every day. Welcome to Lauren Conrad asking for a friend. So today's guest is a really good friend of mine and my longtime hairstylist, and her story is a very inspiring one. She has been in the hair industry for over 20 years, very, very talented, one of the most talented people I've ever met, not just in hair, but just aesthetically, you know, in all of the things she creatively makes, and I, I think that comes across in everything she does. She, many years ago was working in a salon and was trying to figure out her next steps and wanted to open up her own studio and work out of there so that she could kind of not just do hair, but kind of do other projects as well and grow her career. And she was so nervous. And like a lot of people, that big leap is so scary. And she was really hesitant to take it. And as an outsider, I just knew that she was someone really special and I just had no doubt that she was going to succeed. And I remember talking to her and her biggest worry was that she was going to become irrelevant if she left a salon and kind of went out on her own. And I'm so proud of everything she's accomplished today. She has this huge hairline, appropriately named Kristen S. Hair. The line includes cleansers, conditioners, dry and wet stylers, scalp treatments, glosses, styling tools, brushes, accessories, and the list goes on. I wanted to have Kristen on the podcast because I think her story is amazing. She's a really successful woman and she's a great teacher. She's taught me so much about how to take care of my hair, style it. And I, I think that that's one of her best qualities is that she's just always educating her followers on social media as well as her clients. I'm just really proud of my friend and I think that her story is is a really cool one for people who who want to do their own thing and really go after a dream. You'll hear from our guest in just a minute, but first I'm going to tell you about our sponsor. Away creates beautiful luggage, making your trip easier and in a small way, your life better. Away was founded by two friends from New York who found themselves at JFK with dead phones, delayed flights, and a bright idea, luggage with power. Thus, the Away carry-on was born. They asked thousands of people how they pack, why they travel, and what bugs them most about their luggage. Then they designed a bag that solved a few old problems like sticky wheels and a few new ones like dead cell phones. Away uses high-quality materials while offering you a much lower price compared to other brands by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. Choose from a variety of colors and four sizes, the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, or the large, which is great for extended stays. Away's carry-on sizes are compliant with all major U.S. airlines while maximizing the amount you can pack. Away suitcases are made with premium German polycarbonate, 
unrivaled in strength and impact resistance, and very lightweight. Their interiors feature a patent-pending compression system, helpful for you overpackers. And their four 360-degree spinner wheels guarantee a smooth ride. They have TSA-approved combination locks built into the top of their bags to prevent theft, and they have removable washable laundry bags to keep dirty clothes separate from your clean ones. Both sizes of the carry-on are able to charge all cell phones, tablets, e-readers, and anything else that's powered by a USB cord. A single charge of the Away carry-on will charge your iPhone five times. Away offers a lifetime warranty, so if anything breaks, they will fix it or replace it for you, for life. They also have a 100-day trial that lets you live with it, travel with it, Instagram it, and if at any point you decide it's not for you, you can return it for a full refund, no questions asked. They offer free shipping on any Away order within the lower 48 states. If you're in town, please be sure to visit Away at their retail store in New York City. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash forafriend and use the promo code forafriend during checkout. Now let's get into my chat with Kristen. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for being on my podcast. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. And for letting us record it in your studio. I actually thought you weren't going to ask me, which was going to be really awkward. It would have been uncomfortable. For our relationship forever. <laughs> so we're in your studio today, which is very exciting because many years ago, you didn't think you would have a studio. I definitely. You were scared to leave the salon, not. which yeah. is actually really funny now because you're just killing it. We do laugh about that a lot because yeah. I obviously came to you and said, I just <laughs> don't know if I can leave the salon. Like, what if I just go into a corner and become irrelevant? I, I can't. Can you imagine working in a salon right now? I loved my salon days. Like, I really, truly loved being in the salon. There's so much that happens, and I would not trade that time for the world. But at the stage that I'm at in my life, I have to have my own space. That was we such had, a nice answer. We, no, but you know that we had no, the I most know, fun I know. in the salon. Real quick, I'm, I just want to tell your story of, like, you started in a salon with, at what age? Young. I was, like, almost 16. That's crazy. Right before I turned 16. Which now I look back and I see people who are, like, 16 and I'm like you're a literal I know. child I know you know what I mean it's so weird to think that like you were doing anything at that age but yeah. yeah I started super early I think that you throw back to your roots a lot and I think that's really great a lot of people are kind of like look at me I'm fancy let's just like ignore yeah. where I came from and I I like that you're always like oh like this is where I started this is where I learned my craft I love all these people that were my teachers yeah I think that's yeah so you can't great. forget where you came from I also I know yeah I'm not ashamed of any of it my first job was in a mall like, I, I love that about my story. Yeah. You know, you have to, you have to love that. I think people often like kind of try to hide and be their parts of their story and be sort of bougie and like front a little bit. Yeah. And it's just not my style. I'm from Bakersfield. And Which is, it's weird. That's, right? Yeah, of course. I, I mean, mean, if anything, it's like, look how far I've come. Look at all, all that I've accomplished. And like, I'm proud of where I came but from. But I think that's what makes people interesting. Yes. You know, like, I almost think like the less bougie yes. you were at one point and you kind of like found success for yourself, I find that far more interesting than just like being born into something or whatever. You know, like yeah. really working for it is really exciting. I think it's such an exciting example for other people who want to get into the industry. Yeah. And there's more people who are like that than not. You know what I mean? There's uh, far more people come from nothing and just sort of have to find their own way rather than just sort of 
being lucky, being born lucky. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, my experience, which I've never worked in hair, but I've just been around it. Like it is like a really hard industry to get into at a certain level. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like kind of clicky. It's kind of like, kind of. it's a scene. It's Yeah. it def- No, it absolutely is. Yeah. And there's so many different sides of it. Like there's the salon side, mm-hmm. there's the freelance side, there's the product side. There's all different parts of, you know, the hair industry and, and you really got to explore and figure out what you like. Yeah. I always compare other industry, like creative industries to fashion industry. Like there's so yeah. many different paths you can take. You can go into production, you go into design, you right. go into marketing. Like, and I think that that's really cool. Like when you get into something, you get to figure out what you love most and then kind of focus on that area. Yeah. Nobody really gets to dictate like where you go. You just kind of have to like get your feet wet in every area and figure it out, which is I think what you did. That's what I did. Yeah. It's like that's the best advice you can give someone. And I think that also another similarity that apparel industry or fashion industry has with beauty is that you don't stay in one place for too long. Like a lot of people right. will stay somewhere for like five or six years and then right. they hop to their next job, which I love. I like, do too. I think it's so fun to shake it What's up. What's wrong with us? It's just like I, I, I get I get bored. <laughs> Yeah, of course. I, I think that's like probably pretty common. I think yeah. you get, you know, a little it, things feel a little stale. You got to keep moving. You got to keep. We are mothers of reinvention in some yes. way. You know, it's like I feel like that's truly one of the best parts about it because yeah. you, if you, if you stop being creative, it's just sort of like every day is monotone. And it's just what are you looking forward to at that point? I mean, that's my nightmare. I feel like you're me the too. Same. Me too. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with us. No, but yeah, I think you're like me, where it's like if I'm in a place where. I'm almost like too settled. It makes me very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. But what are we working on now? Like what's the next step? What are we moving towards? Like organized chaos. That's what I always refer to my organizing system. My life, my space. I know where everything everything. is. Yeah, exactly. Organized chaos. And also it's the worst when someone comes in and like arranges things Mm because you just know where everything is in your mess. But let's not get into. (laughs) Anyways. Okay. So I I actually do have questions I want to ask. Are these questions from you or are these questions from other people? It's a combination. Mm -hmm. So before any interview, I put out on social media just kind of the subject and ask people what they want to know. So I will ask you some very specific questions that were sent in, but I, there's a lot of like overarching, like a lot of people sent in this question. How do you know this question didn't come from me? From my Finsta? Because I don't think from you my have, Finsta. I don't think you have this many accounts. Okay, fine. At least not for these. Okay. I mean, my first question, which I think you, you kind of answered, but maybe there's a little more to it, um, is how do you get into the industry for people who are interested right. in getting into hair? Well, I guess you would say which part. So yeah. I suppose a great place to start is the salon. I feel like the salon is the main part of the tree and it branches off to everything because that's where you meet, let's say, for example, someone who has their hand in the editorial world or someone who has their hand in the education world. And you can kind of, you know, there's an array of people that work in a salon and you can sort of mentor under, mentee under someone that, you know, you find fascinating and that you really want to emulate their career or even just explore that. Not that you necessarily want to follow their career, but you want to even just check it out. And I think that's the greatest place to start working in a salon, assisting you, sorry to say, but you make hardly any money. Yeah. It's your so, paid experience. It's yeah. like an internship. I mean, <laughs> yeah, your sister worked in a yep. salon as a, an assistant for a little while. And you know, it's like, it's really just a thankless job, but mm-hmm. you learn so much. I would never give that time back for anything because it was, I learned so much when I assisted and it just, 
it truly set me up for success in the long run. And so I think starting there is great because then you can kind of see what everyone does and and pick and choose. I very much like kind of followed many people's careers to kind of see what they did and just sort mm-hmm. of like looked at what everyone was into. And I was like, mm, maybe I like that, maybe I like that. And I just kind of, I don't know, cut and pasted together my own career because I didn't really exactly. have, I didn't really know anybody who was doing what I was doing eventually. And so I think when I look back, I, I know that my thing was like a quilted you know, my, my career is quilted. Yeah. And I think, I actually think that's where people find the most success is when they're not looking to emulate a one person's career. Right. Agreed. You're saying, I like that this person does this and I like that this person does that. And I want to do it my own way. In order to find success, you have to fill some sort of void. You have to right. reinvent something. You have to provide something that's not already out there. Right. Agreed. I just was talking to someone about this because they were asking was me. Was it me on this No, <laughs> it was not you. It was someone else. And it was, on, it was in an interview. And it was basically, we were talking about what you sort of need to do to start a product line. Or, or mm-hmm. what would you say to someone who wanted to start a product line? And I said... Don't just do it because you think you're going to get rich. Don't just do it because someone else did it and you think that you should do it too. Like do it to fill a void. Make sure it's meaningful and that there's space in the market because otherwise you're just – I mean there's so much out there. You know what I mean? So unless you're doing something different, it's really just not worth putting more product and plastic in the world. Yeah, I'm with you. And I I mean I, I know your philosophy and how much time you spend on your products. Right. Um, I'm actually – looking I keep looking over your shoulder at this board because I'm so nosy I'm I'm your friend but I'm also your fan yeah I love it I love it same I I use all of your products obviously because so you see what's coming next I know I'm looking I'm like what and 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 I always could you sign this NDA no I I always do snoop when I get here like to see what's coming out and I'm very excited that I get insider information but it really is the best hairline I've ever used and I'm not just saying that because you're my friend I also I know how much time and effort you put into it and like you yeah but like I mean I don't have a lot of like insider knowledge as far as like how sure other people develop their lines sure I know a lot of people that love to put their name on something that they didn't necessarily do or it's like a collaboration with someone where it's like I know a lot of people will say I love this product tweak it a little and yeah. make it oh, ours. Oh, totally. It's called the benchmark. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do it. Like, you know, a lot of times, like, yeah. a lab wants you to give a benchmark. Of course. So that they have a place to start. If you're doing something new, there is no benchmark. And so you're just kind of in there mixing and creating, and it's really yeah. cool. I mean, first of all, let's start with the fact that I didn't want to put my name on it. But I really you felt... Didn't? No, I didn't want to put my name on it. I wanted to call it something else because I just felt like... It's too, like, you know, I'm not into like I, I know, attention I get it. that I get way. It. I get it. And it's like, for me, it's like, I just, I almost wanted to make a, a product line where nobody knew even what I looked like. And it's just like the product oh, was late. the star. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But it's like, and I love like when we do stuff, fun mm-hmm. stuff, like on Instagram, that's fun. But like, I don't know, being like the face of a product line is, is a lot of pressure. But for me, I wanted to put my name on it because I know that people are already aware that that means it's going to come with education because of the beauty department. So for me, it was important to put my name on it because you you know that if I'm putting out a product, it's you're going to know how to use it. It's not going to be without yeah, a tutorial. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is I think that when you put your name on something, there is credibility that comes along with that because you're standing behind it. And obviously you've been in this industry for many, many years and you know what you're talking about. And I think that anybody who looks at your past work or, or, or sees 
sees, you know, everything you've accomplished knows that this is not like a quick endorsement. This is something that you're, you're involved in every step in, and it is a really good product. And I think, like you said, like you're so good at educating people and you see that on social, you see that everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's really rare. I, I can't mm. think of any other line where there's I someone. I think people are doing it now. They are sort of. For sure. And maybe, again, like maybe I'm just so close to it, but I can't think of another line that's like named after a person who's out there every day, like addressing questions, calling right. out people, being like, you're doing a great job. I love right. this. Try this. And I, I just think that's really great. Um, and I think that's, that's why people feel nice. a connection to it. Also, the packaging is real cute. So Thank you so much. <laughs> You'll hear more from our guest in just a minute. But first, I'm going to tell you about our sponsor. Stress affects all of us. We're working longer hours, we're inundated with the constant news cycle, and we're more connected than ever before. Stress is a part of life, but it can very easily affect our overall well-being. With all the stress and anxiety in our lives, many people can often feel exhausted during the day. But then it's time to go to bed and they just can't fall asleep. If worrying is affecting your days and nights, it's probably also affecting your overall health. Calm is the number one app to help you reduce your anxiety and stress and help you sleep better. More than 40 million people around the world have downloaded it. Head to calm.com slash Lauren, that's C-A-L-M dot com slash Lauren, and get 25% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes guided meditations on issues like anxiety, stress, and focus, including a brand new meditation each day. There are also sleep stories, which are bedtime stories for adults designed to help you relax. Head to the magical lavender fields of Southern France with Stephen Fry, or explore the moonlit jungles of Africa with Leona Lewis. They even have soothing music and more. Right now, Asking for a Friend listeners get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash Lauren. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash Lauren. Get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at calm.com slash Lauren. Get calm and stop stressing. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. So I guess, and I, this is probably a question you get asked all the time, but... Uh, is my hair color real? I know that answer. <laughs> I've seen your real hair color. I have all those baby pics. Yeah, it's red. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. Super blonde. Yep. So one of the most common questions that I, I got was just... For people who don't have a lot of experience with hair, mm -hmm. what's like starting from zero? What are some really easy things they can do to make their hair look nice? Whether it's a style, whether it's just the way they take care of it. Like what's the top advice you give to someone who's like, I need to figure out my hair? Well, I say first, figure out your hair type. So okay. that could be going to a hairstylist and saying, hey, what's my hair type? Because some people just don't know. What does and that mean? There's Is that such like a straight range. or curly? No, it's so much more than that. Like it's basically, it start, it's straight, it's wavy, it's what, how thick, it's how coarse, it's how, how fine, how, there's so many parts to it. So you really want to know, you know, is my hair on the fine side or is it on the thicker side? And like you basically, 
when you're dissecting what your hair type is, you're dissecting each hair, right? So you're looking at it from a one strand point of view. Like what Ooh. is my hair, right? Because you can, you can also address how much of it you have. I mean, there's so many things, but the number one thing is to figure out your hair type. You can also go on YouTube and figure out your hair type. There's so many tutorials that will walk you through what is my hair type. And that's first and foremost what you want to know if you're looking for your routine. So then I say, once you know your hair type, Find the shampoo, conditioner, or co-wash that works best for your hair type. And a co-wash, for anybody who doesn't know, is basically a shampoo and conditioner together. It's a it's a one-step. Do those um, work? Oh, they're amazing. Really? Yeah, I've always avoided amazing. those. No, you know what? And that's the thing is I think a lot of people avoid them because they think they're only for thicker, coarser hair types. But there are so many kinds of co-wash out there now. And they're, oh. it's good to explore. And it's also great to give your hair a break from the two-step. It's like something you can do on the weekends. Just try what? it. I didn't. You like it. Do you people, make one? I do. Okay. And people are very shocked. Mine's called cleansing conditioner and we're changing the name because people think it's a conditioner, but it's whatever. Oh no, it makes it's sense. It's going to be it called, yes, yes, but it's going to be called cleansing co-wash. Okay. Um, so, you know, people don't know what it's about and they're so pleasantly surprised sometimes because they'll do it and their hair will be fuller and more voluminous than when they use shampoo and conditioner. Also, I can't believe you didn't know this. I, yeah, this you're, is sorry. Sad. You're blowing my mind, I'm but not you doing know, my job. I feel like you know, you know why I like hate I know. the shampoo and conditioner. I know. Okay. <laughs> yes. I mean, please let the people in on it. I, first of all, a shampoo conditioner, I thought that it was just sort of like a gimmicky product that it was sure. like oh it does it both like sure great but I hate a shampoo and conditioner because I once had a boyfriend who was like a long-term <laughs> boyfriend who oh, was God. very um adamant particular yeah. about his he had a very small space and he like didn't want to give me room and I brought a shampoo and conditioner over I mean years in yeah <laughs> and he said yeah. could you get a two-in-one Dead. And you you did. It blew my mind. No, I did not. Yeah. Okay, fine. Good. No, for you. I didn't. I Stand I had your ground, separate sister. But anyways, I think that's why So I'm you guys so... broke up over that, basically. Obviously, that yeah. was the end. Mm-hmm. No, I, I just I guess I never really thought it was an important product, but I'm so it really is. And you know what? Just try it. That's the thing. It's not for everyone. Try it. If you hate it, give it to somebody who will use it. I mean, so there will be somebody in your friend circle that will love a co-wash. Wait, don't get mad. I think I've been using your cleansing conditioner as a conditioner. Oh my God. Do you know we'll talk about this say later. that. This I'm is so a whole sorry. other. You know what? Now I have to do a tutorial on it because okay. I feel like you're just not the only one to say that. And people tell me okay. that they love the cleansing conditioner as yeah. a conditioner, which is fine. It still does the job. But like I do the pot too. I, I switch off. The mask. The mask. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, we got a lot to talk about. <sighs> okay, so you're saying figure out your hair type. What's my figure hair, out your type? hair type? I have no idea. Your hair type is medium because you're not it's not fine and it's not super coarse either and okay. it is straight. Like no, people it's don't not, know though. that about it's you. Fluffy. you no, it's fluffy but it's straight. Your hair, like if you take a blow dryer to it for 2 seconds, it is pin straight. Okay, fine. And if you air dry, it's fluffy straight. It's fluffy. Yeah. It's, it's not wavy. It's not straight. It's, it's not wavy fluffs. at all. I wish your hair was naturally wavy, but it's okay. I wish, we just fake I know, it. I but know. your hair is, yeah, you're right. It's fluffy straight. Okay. But that's not bad because you know what? You can get volume out of it. Some people have super, super straight, yeah. you know, medium hair, and they can't, even if they put volume in it, it flattens out in like a half an hour. So you're lucky to have that fluff oh, as thanks. a support. Well, I'm lucky to have you to do stuff with yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Even though apparently I've been you're using right, you're your, right. your products wrong. So once you figure out your hair type, you have to yeah. figure out what products are right for you. Yeah. What's the best source or way to figure out what products? Is it trying them out it or absolutely is trying reading them out. But reviews? also, well, reviews are important for sure. Okay. But 
a review only matters if that person has the same hair as you, right? True. It's like you want to read reviews as an overall because it's like, you know, if – 5,000 people are breaking out from this product. Maybe it's not the right one for you. Or if they're, you know what I mean? If it's really drying to everyone's hair, yeah. it might not be the right one for you. So I, I feel like it's really important to read reviews for sure. But you also need to talk to people who have similar hair types to you or try it out. Trial sizes are a great way. So anyway, no, I put I that think stuff into tiny little bottles. Well, also make you can, my own. <laughs> right, make your own travel size. But you can also contact companies and say, hey, I'd love to try this, and they can send you a sample. Oh. Like you, I mean, that's a great okay. thing to do if you want to explore a new product. But find the first things to your answer your question earlier is you want to find a shampoo, conditioner, co-wash that works for you. Okay. You know I am an person who completely believes in leave-in conditioner in of every course, way, shape, every day. I don't think that there's anybody that sits in my chair that I wouldn't put leave-in conditioner on. So you yeah. need to find the right leave-in conditioner for mm-hmm. you. And then after that, it's really just about where you want to go with your style. So that's where you can explore more products. But those two or three things are essential to get started. Okay. And then what do you think is just – I know this is a really broad question and you can tell me that you can't answer this right now. But like what do you think are the easiest hairstyles to master? Is it like a slicked back pony? Hmm. Is it trying – like? I know everybody's so different, but I'm, people are like, I don't know what to do with my hair. Well, listen, here's the thing is my whole philosophy on hair mm-hmm. is that every hairstyle I do a tutorial on needs to be like five steps or less. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. I don't do elaborate hair tutorials. So I think finding tutorials that work for your hair type that are a couple steps is honestly the easiest way to not be frustrated and give up. Right. So find the like simple looks and then and accessorize and add texture and things like that. It's like that might be a boring answer for some people because they like elaborate hairstyles, but I'm really no, a person who loves so. a simple silhouette. And also if you're frustrated by the end of your hair, like you're not gonna feel good about it no matter what. You know? So yeah. you wanna feel good about the process just as much as the end result. I think that actually most people are not looking for an elaborate hairdo. Yeah. I think if they're getting like an intense updo or like a really crazy like you know, if they're getting something wild, it's usually because they're going to get it done. They're attending a yeah, special event. A I think that most stylish. people struggle with like an everyday style that flatters mm-hmm. their their face and looks good with their hair type. That's another important thing. People need to learn their, their face, face shape. Yeah. yeah. You I know agree. I'm like a big advocate for that. Same. <laughs> they're still – like they're still – listen – that website is on pause, but the beauty department, there's that face guide that we made so many years ago mm-hmm. and it really like helps very clearly spell out what your face type is. So go dig it up. I don't right. know what year that was, 1994, yeah. but also, whatever. It's so good to yeah. know your face shape because then you can know what, you know, haircuts flatter your face. And also, again, if you don't want to do all that research, ask a stylist. They should be able to tell you. A great stylist will be able to guide you to all these things. You need a well, you need a great stylist, you need an honest stylist. Like That's you've true. straight up told me I can't have haircuts. <laughs> like I was like, I wanna do I think actually I, if I'm remembering correctly, I think the last time I was pregnant, I was like in the middle of my pregnancy. Mm. I hadn't like gained a lot mm-hmm. of weight in my face yet. Mm-hmm. And I wanted bangs. Mm. Do you remember this? I do. And you just told me no. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna pass. You said no, we'll do it, we'll do it we'll after, do it after. Baby. And well, you were so right. I, I would have been really you. bummed. You would have been, been so bummed. And the thing is, who cares? Like I don't I honestly will put bangs on people with the most round face. I don't give a sh- no. shoot. But like <laughs> I definitely feel like, you know, you, I know you you and I know how you feel and I just, that's the thing is, again, that's the stylist client relationship. Of course. You know, you need that like honest feedback. No, you know, I appreciate honesty and, and 
especially looking back, I'm like, thank God she didn't give me bangs. I always regret bangs. <laughs> Why ever? No, want them. I'm sorry, but um, I'm gonna post a picture of you this week with bangs that I loved so much. You had those I love Bardot them. bangs. Yeah, I love them when I go to see you and you style them and do yeah. it, but on like an average day, especially now. Like you live too far away now. I know, but I can't cut your bangs every sorry. two weeks. I'm getting my hair done with you after this. That's correct. So that's why my hair looks like this now. It's not good. But it looks most cute. days. By the way, I'm she, lying. Guys, it looks like this most you days. Guys, she has <laughs> her hair in like a chic little chignon. This She's is, lying. She's lying. You want to take this in? Yes. I'm going to take a photo That's of that. A chignon. It is a chignon. That's a loop and a tie. That's okay. a messy knot. Uh, one thing I want to talk to you about, because I was really surprised by how many people asked about this. I guess I didn't really realize that this was an issue a lot of women had. A lot of people asked about hair loss and mm-hmm. thinning hair. Mm. A few people talked about postpartum hair, which I can relate to. Yeah. And I'll say you... Well, to be fair, I had I kind of had like bald spots before Liam, but then I really <laughs> had them afterwards. And well, you have like little like weak spots on your hairline in the yeah, front. and you have always filled those in with eyebrow powder, which Correct. is amazing. And I I tell so many people that, and nobody's thought of it. I mean, I think now like hairstylists do it on set, and there's actually products that cater to that now. But, yeah, but like we've been people, doing it for yeah. as long as I can remember. But that's just the best thing. Because, and I use eyebrow powder because it's like an ashier color. Yeah, it matches which your is hair very similar to your natural root color. But yeah, it's the best thing you can possibly do. Yeah, so I love that trick. And and like you said, a lot of people do it on set, but most people aren't on set getting their hair done. It's like an average day Correct. if they want to do. I know, like when I would throw my hair up in and like a top knot because that's mm-hmm. most days that's like what I could manage mm-hmm. especially right after I had had a baby it's I would feel really self-conscious about like kind of having those bald spots in the front and I loved that I had that quick trick from you mm-hmm. it takes two seconds yeah. to do it really helped me but I going back to hair loss mm-hmm. and thinning hair I Again, I was I was really surprised that that was such a common question. Oh my god, it's the biggest question I get asked every day. Like, okay, I'm, what do you? Online. So what do you yeah. say? To well, people? that's the thing is that people. This is the misconception. People think they should ask a hairstylist about thinning hair, but that's just not the case. Like, there are some hairstylists who go as far as to educate themselves. Like, I'm going to trichology school, and that's great. Like, not trying to toot my own horn, but I want to learn more about it. You are? Yeah, that's we are great. Just online. I'm just oh, doing it online. I want to hear about I'm it. I'm going to be an online graduate. <laughs> um, but I basically, when I started doing scalp care, I was like, I've got to get deeper into this because I need to understand on a, another level. And so. I feel like a lot of hairstylists will take it upon themselves to figure out, you know, what goes on past just the the scalp, like underneath the scalp. But most hairstylists, they're stylists. They're not doctors. They're not trichologists. And like, that's just not something that we're ever taught in um, hair education. So you really need to seek out a professional for that, whether it's first talk to your dermatologist, but really, if you can find a trichologist, that's the way to go. And I mean, it, no one's ever even heard that name before. Everyone's like, what's a trichologist? And yeah, it's I've just, never heard that. it's the study of hair. Um, and, and basically everything that happens from the, the top layer of your scalp below. And so there's so much that comes from inside. And, you know, a lot of hairdressers will say like Rogaine or Nioxin or whatever. And that's what we're taught to say. But there's so much more to it. Mm-hmm. And so you really have to go to that other level to talk to someone. It's just asking a hairdresser, you know, is just, it's great. But unless they're really super educated on on hair loss. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like asking a makeup artist about 
a skin issue. Deep skin issues. Whereas, like, which they, they might know some, some stuff, but they're not going to be able to diagnose. They're not going to know. Or it may be from their much. own experience, and that's cool. And, like, you yeah. know, they may But know, it's but a difference between, like, a, a, like a makeup artist and a dermatologist. Correct. That makes, that makes perfect right. sense. Yeah. Okay, my, my last question is just a really easy one. I just, and I'm sure you're sick of this question because you have to do press for your line, but what is your favorite and least favorite hair trend right now? Oh my God. Go. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> You're going to hate this answer and I don't care. Is it it's my just, hair? Do you hate is. my hair? I hate your hair. Yeah. <laughs> I've always hated your hair. Ugh, I like flip the table. Um, <laughs> so I feel like we're living in a very trendless time as far as hair is concerned right now. Oh. I really truly believe there is not – like people – you can definitely like – no offense to editors, but everybody can write about this bob or this, you know, these mm-hmm. hair accessories or whatever. And you can make something sound like a trend, but really right now what's dope is whatever looks good on you and whatever makes you feel good. That's the bottom line. If it's if it's a bob or if it's hair down to your like waist, I feel like whatever makes you feel good right Did now – Did you want to say butt just then? I wanted to say something else. You want to say A-S-S. That's right. But, you know, this is rated G. I just watched you censor yourself. I did. And it made me really happy. Sorry. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. I I agree with you. I would say the only trend right now being a professional Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. hair industry is accessories. I feel like accessories have gotten very big and fun. But they've always been a thing. You don't think those crazy – how long have we been playing for accessories? I know, but like these crazy clips and like pearls and all this. I feel like like they're getting very like – uh, pretty Pretty Princess I right now. I think they're being seen. Yes. I think they're being okay, that's seen. Fair. Sure. And I guess that's probably in some right. ways like it's a trend. But I'm sorry. Like I can go find a bazillion things that hairdressers that I know have been doing accessories for so long. Like it's a, it's mm-hmm. always been there. I think people are writing about it more. That's what it is. I think there's less – you know what it is? I'm going to break it down like this. Exactly what I said. <laughs> there's less hair trends right now. Uh-huh. And so this is a subject that everyone can write about. Okay. And so it's just having a moment. You know? It's not – I think hair accessories are forever. Yeah. They're legit. They're so great. It's like hair accessories are going to be great forever. I'm obsessed with hair accessories. Hey, you know Kristen. That. Yeah. Thanks for your non-answer. <laughs> You're welcome. You're so Thanks welcome. for avoiding the, the least question. I can do. Yeah. You'll hear more from our guest in just a minute. But first, I'm going to tell you about our sponsor. Global air pollution is worsening at an ever-increasing rate, and over 80% of people living in urban areas that monitor air pollution are exposed to air quality below World Health Organization standards. What's even worse is that indoor air can be up to five times worse than outdoor air, according to the EPA. And most of us spend around 90% of our time indoors. Molecule has reinvented the air purifier to destroy airborne pollutants, including viruses, bacteria, gaseous chemicals, and mold. Using breakthrough photoelectrochemical oxidation, Molecule doesn't just collect air pollutants, it destroys them on a molecular level. When you turn on Molecule, you're creating the purest air possible, combating allergy season by destroying allergens in your home. While it's easy to blame pollen for runny noses, watery eyes, and sneezes, It's actually tiny proteins that break off of pollen that are responsible for seasonal allergies. And although they're less visible, these allergens cause huge problems and pass right through traditional air purifiers. What sets Molecule apart is its breakthrough Pico technology that destroys these tiny particles and leaves nothing but clean air. Molecule destroys airborne pollutants on a molecular level. How? Science. Developed over 20 years by the director of the Clean Energy Research Center at the University of South Florida, Molecule's patented 
dual filtration system and proprietary photoelectrochemical oxidation, PICO, can break down a pollutant to its basic harmless components. Molecule makes its revolutionary technology available to consumers so that others can experience the life-changing effects of clean air. Molecule is reimagining the future of clean air, starting with the air purifier. It's not just an improvement on existing outdated technology, but a complete reinvention of air purification. Breathing clean air can help you sleep. Placing Molecule next to your bed clears the air you're breathing. Customers have reported feeling energized after getting the best night's sleep they've had in years. Molecule doesn't look like a traditional air purifier. It's beautifully designed. Think of it as the apple of air purifiers. Not only is the technology inside revolutionary, but the unit itself looks sleek and modern. Made with an aluminum tube shell, it fits in any room of your home. Molecule's technology is effective and verified by science, but most importantly, it's been tested by real people. Molecule has given allergy and asthma sufferers around the country an all-new experience. For $75 off your first order, visit moleekule.com and at checkout, enter the code for a friend. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. So now that you know a little bit more about Kristen, we're going to take some questions from you. You'll hear Kristen's tips for how to keep your hair healthy, treat oily hair, and how to style your hair on days when you don't shampoo it. I have some questions that were sent in. Okay. Can I read you my favorite one? Yeah, and please. Her, she actually didn't have a name. It was like a crazy screen name. So Ready. It didn't make sense. But she just wrote, baby favorites. <laughs> Baby favorite. I think she was looking for like baby hair products. Oh, that's cute. I know, but I read it as like, was she looking for baby hair gel or like? I love that though. Do you know what I do on Liam? Tell me, Mustella. No. What? No, for to like style. What? Because he's got that like he's got that do you do, birdie um, hair. Don't tell me. Do you do uh, the diaper cream stuff? Close. I, I just use lotion. You do, yeah. Yeah, just whatever. use a little bit of lotion. Well, yeah, because he's got that that like little Tweety Bird hair. I'm and sorry, it's fluffy, but why has someone wanna... not come up with like baby pomade and baby? You know what I mean? Like really clean formulas. Oh, are we like... saying there's a void in the market? Are we and saying we need that? Someone to Did you fill say it? you want to do a line with me I for feel babies? Like, Is that what yeah. you just said? I feel like I... a pale blue oh. packaging would fit in really nicely. I completely with your... Okay, we'll talk about okay, this yeah, later. Sure. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, okay. Moving on. I thought that was funny. There was yeah, also another one asking about dog hair products, which I don't get me started. That's a whole other subject. I was like, I didn't even put it on this list because I was like that's just the end of the interview she'll go on forever about dogs so I'm just gonna say <laughs> which I think actually that's a really that's one thing that I, I should just mention real quick is that I love that you use your platform not only talk about hair but to talk about our furry friends dogs yeah, and promote always. adoption you have a handful of always adopted I mean doggies. look I'm not gonna get dark about it but I know, I know. thousands of dogs are euthanized regularly for I no know. reason I, listen, like, I got my two. adopt the dogs don't buy dogs don't be stupid <laughs> There's just no oh, reason did for you, it. Did you have an opinion? Um, I, I did oh, okay. actually. Let me tell right. you more. No, but really, I do. I do think it's like very serious, and I think I gotcha. you know what the bottom line is. It's always different until it's the norm, right? No, I listen. You know, so I'm I feel with you. like I'm, we're getting there. I think yeah. adoption and rescue is going to be the norm mm-hmm. in the near future, and yeah. I hope that that's the case. People don't yes. buy dogs. Anyway, okay, I'm done for Fine. now. Fine, for now. 
Oh, here's a quick one, which I think I'm gonna, I can I can even guess your answer. But Stacy said, "My hair is so naughty after showering. <laughs> I've tried a wet brush, comb, leave-in conditioner. Nothing helps. What would you say to Stacy?" I would say that I would send Stacy a little care package. Listen, I'm so sensitive, right? I have the most mm-hmm. sensitive scalp of all time. In a selfish way, I made a little trio of things for myself. Okay. Leave-in conditioner, mm-hmm. the mask. Okay. And that rose gold brush. I'm telling you, if you, I will challenge Stacy <laughs> to a tangle off. And if she uses that, I promise you will not have tangles. You're you saying will use, not. use the hair mask as your conditioner. As your conditioner. And then once you get out of the shower, leave in conditioner and comb. Correct. Got it. But not comb brush with the rose gold brush. The medium Oh, I'm sorry. Brush. The rose gold. I was thinking yes. of the rose no, gold comb. No, not the comb. No, no, okay. no. I, no. I mean, like, it depends on her hair type. But if she's saying it's finer and she has tangles, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that rose gold brush is, I made it. It's very It's good. the most gentle. Like, I have mothers writing me saying that their relationship with their child is Aww. changing because they're not mad at them for brushing their hair out. It's insane. It's insane. It's the most gentle detangling brush I've ever used in my life. Yeah, Liam uses Ugh, that brush. I'm obsessed. He oh, he does brush, love that yeah, brush. He loves to brush right. his hair. Yeah. I think he's just looking at himself on the other side. Aww. It's pretty cute. Yeah. Baby boys, they like to, well, I think any babies, but... Anyways. Oh, wait. I liked this one. It's from Ozzy and Maddie, which is a dog account. And all the photos are dogs. But Uh, I don't think that, I don't think this question is from the dogs. Okay. Okay. I think it's Even if it was, I'll answer it regardless. Well, okay, fine. Then the dogs want to (laughs) know about products for oily roots, but dry ends. Oily roots, dry ends. Okay. So dry shampoo, of course, for oily roots. Of course. Duh. And then... I just made a dry conditioner. By the way, I'm talking oh, about I've my tried own it. stuff. I'm no, talking I about know. my own stuff. But I've you tried... can use whatever you want. You can use another brand's dry conditioner. But I love a dry shampoo at the root okay. and a dry conditioner on the bottom because they're completely different. Like this is made to soak up oil. For dry dry shampoo is made to soak up oil and give you volume on top, mm-hmm. right? Um, mine doesn't have texture. It's really soft. It's like velvety. And then from middle to ends, a dry conditioner adds shine, adds softness, helps you detangle, and then adds heat protection. So like it's basically a, a, for restyling, but it's really dry. It's not like a wet product. This one, okay, so this question is from Mora, mm-hmm. and it says, how do I keep my hair healthy when styling? Always seem to burn it. Mm. I don't know if she means she's physically Shoot. burning off her hair or if it's just like drying it out. Mm. I feel like she's saying she's burning her I hair. I thought so too. I was a little First worried all, about her. First of all, let's maybe re... like Don't burn um, your hair. Revisit the, the hot tools that you're using. Plus, let me just say this. Mora, you need to explore the world of air drying because mm-hmm. you like once you learn how to air dry your hair, it's one of the greatest things that you can do because A, less, you know, do less. I'm a big believer in do less. Mm-hmm. But also giving your hair a break <laughs> is important, right? So it's like if you're if you're heat styling your hair every day, no matter how good your tool is, you're going to burn your hair. Like yeah. you just shouldn't do that. So I feel like it could be products, it could be the tool, but the bottom line is you need to give your hair a break. This is actually related mm. to that question, I think, from Carmen. Okay. Yeah. What's the highest temperature recommended for styling tools, i.e. flat irons, especially when used on damaged hair? Never start on the highest setting. What I recommend is start on the lowest setting and work your way up as you need it. So you will often be surprised at how well your hair performs at a lower heat by just leaving it on a little longer. So, I mean, we made quite a few heat settings for our tools. My advice would be uh, the highest I go to is I believe 440, um, and that's for it says on the box professional use 
or super advanced users. So the highest you're supposed to go to. I clearly think I'm a yeah, professional. Yeah, I know, clearly. The highest you're supposed to go to, you know, for like thicker, coarser hair on your own if you're not a professional would be like 400. Okay. I feel like the safe zone, we, we have settings of 360. Um, it starts at 280. So like, you know, super mm-hmm. fine hair types, you would curl it and you would hold it on a little longer, you know? But it's also important of like what you protect your hair with, what, you know, products you use beforehand, how well it'll stay. Because that's the thing. A lot of people just go with their hair with a hotter heat Mm -hmm. versus using something to support the style first. Like blow drying in like a thickening spray or something that's going to give you style support from underneath. They'll just heat up the hair faster and longer, which is a terrible idea. So just reach out to me, hit (laughs) me in the DM. It's exactly what I do. (laughs) I will help or follow the tutorials. That's the thing. It's like, I'm trying, that's exactly the kind of stuff that I'm trying to educate on, you know, because we have I'm not paying attention. We gravitate toward hotter, faster, stronger, whatever that song is. I'm always in a hurry. Yeah. So I do, I do full heat and I, you you know, I, I, I curl really quickly. I'm not like sitting there letting it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like you drag it right through real quick. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, so but I Lauren, always let my hair half dry, air dry before I blow dry it. Do you know what I leave a setting on when we're doing your hair? Tell me, Kristen. 365. Oh my gosh. Yeah, girl. I you are know. overdoing it. Yeah. It's okay. Well, I wonder if that's this. why it looks different when I do it. Maybe I've just solved my Maybe. biggest mystery. Maybe. Oh, this is a good question. From Kate. Mm-hmm. She said she wanted to know about styling hair on days that I don't shampoo it. So like those kind of in-between days, which yep. I only – I wash my hair two, maybe three times a week. Sure. And I've trained my hair to do that. Mm-hmm. That's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I also don't use a ton of products. So yeah. Like when I'm curling and stuff, every once in a while, a little setting spray yeah. or a little sure. sea salt. Sure. Uh, mostly on the ends. Yeah. So I don't use a ton of – I don't have a lot of buildup. And I also don't have oily hair. So mm. that's just my personal thing. So I have a lot You're of in-between so days. I know. You're so lucky. I look but like I, I went always do I look that. Like I went camping for a week if Nuh-uh. I skip a day. I swear, my okay. hair is so oily. Whatever. Moving on. I think yes. you'll, Okay, you'll so the answer to later. the question the, the answer to her question would be well, first of all, I'd ask what her hair type is because it's not the same for everyone. That's true. So I would say if let's say she had hair more like yours, mm-hmm. then I would say a dry conditioner just because it's so topical and it's so light and mm-hmm. it's not going to be something that feels producty. The finish is velvet. Is it so before or after you style? It's before. So okay. you basically spray it on and then you brush out your hair mm-hmm. and then you wait five seconds and then you style your hair. Okay. You just basically like – and you don't feel anything in the hair. That's why I love dry conditioner. It's just so soft. But then if let's say she has curly hair or coarser hair or super thick hair, maybe hair water um, depending on what if – she's oh. if she's wearing it curly and she wants to refresh like Courtney – um, who works here who has beautiful curly hair she basically like refreshes with the hair water every day or you know I well I ha- don't have beautiful curly hair like her and I love hair water I think hair water is like the most underrated yeah I agree product I think it's so great to like a lot of times if my hair's been like oh, like really styled like whether I'm mm-hmm. shooting yeah. or, or going to an event something where I wouldn't it's not a day-to-day style the next day it's I like to almost tone it down with yeah, some hair exactly, water exactly exactly or Vice versa, if I want to give my hair like a little lift, I just kind of like toss it around with hair water. It gives it yeah. life. Yeah. You know what else hair water is dope for is if you overcurl your hair. You know how some yes, people like absolutely. really, it's like too like springy yes. and you want to drop it down a little bit, just like a little mist on it. Impression. You know, my whole like, um, my sort of inspiration for hair water was Evian because I used to love Evian, but I wanted it to be something that had more conditioning properties mm-hmm. for, you know, hair versus face and skin. So I wanted a super fine mist like that. And that is what I use to drop curl down if it's just too much. 
I love I that I do that stuff. too. That's awesome. I love that you know that. <laughs> I do that because you told me to do that. So in your product line, mm-hmm. is there anything coming up that you're excited about? I am excited about we're, we're sort of revisiting some of the formulations just because I think that, you know, the more I learn about the hair products that we're making and the more I'm in the labs, the more I realize there are little places here and there where we can do better. Like, let's say I'm learning a lot about preservatives and what ones are the best and why you need some. And, and I, you know, if, if we could do everything completely clean and it just was, you know, there was nothing in it, that'd be great. But I feel like, you know, there are certain things that you have to to do to keep the product safe yeah well in order to get an effect from the product sure I mean like as you know like certain recently there were like some products that had like mold in them on the market not mine obviously oh my god could you imagine oh god I'm like I'm gonna break the news here no no not mine (laughs) but like in general I think it's happening because people are cutting back on certain things that you need to keep your product safe of course and then the other thing I'm excited about is um, moving forward we're looking at a new kind of plastic Mm. which I can't say too much about it right now but basically it would be compostable. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really exciting. Are we worried about like I always think about that with with something that's going to eventually disintegrate. Like mm-hmm. are you worried about that like falling apart in the shower at all or You know it- what? They like we have been testing it for a little bit and okay. we're we're really like not going to put it out until it's 100%, of you know okay to put out but like we're, we're testing for that exact thing of course that's the first thing you think no, of. I know is it right? gonna like, like yeah and so I'm like how can we guarantee that but it's worth the risk to me to no, be honest course, like even course. just doing doing better it's, it's just worth the risk of like you know maybe somebody like has a little uh, it's easier to tear or something you know what I mean I don't mm-hmm. know but we're I think I just am so driven to do better as yeah. far as like plastic consumption and carbon footprint is concerned that like at this point that's my main goal mm-hmm. and whatever it takes to get there so we're, we're doing some hardcore testing don't get me wrong I'm not gonna put it out if it's gonna just like I know, I know. disintegrate in your shower but that's a good question great question yeah it's, it's it's interesting that you say that that like you kind of have to pick and choose like I was recently looking at new packaging and they were offering the option of using soy ink mm-hmm. on like recycled paper sure. and they were saying that the consistency isn't always there it looks that's different right. on some pieces that's right and to me I was okay with that. I was going to say, it's worth the risk. Yeah, because I'm yeah. like, I don't know as a consumer that I would say, I'm not going to buy that because like I'm looking at two products and the printing on one is but slightly you know darker what? gray. You know why we're so lucky? Why? We have a platform to say that that's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. So for example, moving forward, if I'm going to put out products that are going to be in clear packaging mm-hmm. and, and I were going to do a, let's say kind of like a, a more clean line or something, I would educate people on why certain ones are kind of yellowy or certain ones are kind of a creamy color and the other ones are clear. That's and you just and why they would potentially get more yellow because you're not using certain mm-hmm. preservatives to keep them that from happening. Educating people on why these things are are happening is the most important thing, and we're so lucky to be able to do that. That's true. Yeah, we, we're we're given the opportunity to give that explanation, whereas uh, you know a, a more indie company coming out with it, yeah, or even a happen. giant company that just it's has like a very stale platform. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We can educate from like peer to peer, which is very cool. Isn't social media fun? It's the best. It All really right. is. Well. On Thanks to your followers for the fun <laughs> questions. Thank you so much for doing this. This is such a, a fun way to start our hair appointment. You know what? Now we're going to go have lunch and highlights. I love our appointments. I'm going to be here till till. Yeah, we're going to watch an entire season of something. Because that's how long it takes to do my hair. You know what? <laughs> that's true. So many hours. True. And you know what? All the women on here... Tell your mans to listen to this podcast and let them know that these hair appointments time. take a long time. Are you talking specifically to my husband? I'm talking specifically to William Tell. <laughs> That's right. No, I'm not going to be home for dinner. She'll be home when she gets there. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and to my wonderful guest, Kristen S. I hope we gave you some helpful tips to get your hair game on point. For more information on Kristen, you can follow her on Instagram at at Kristen underscore S. That's at K-R-I-S-T-I-N underscore E-S-S. If you liked what you heard, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe and tell a friend about the show. We will be back next Wednesday with another episode. Talk to you soon.